2: The Spurs Cast, Episode 577. My name is Paul Garcia and I'm the host here on the Spurs Cast. Joining me today are Project Spurs founder Michael DeLeon and John Diaz, and writer John Diaz. Uh, Mike, sorry with you. How are you doing, man?
3: I'm doing good, man. Slowly, some sports are starting to come back, so I don't have to watch like lawnmower racing anymore, which is a good thing. I mean, it's slowly but steady, but so some form of normalcy seems like it's around the corner, and I will talk about a lot of that today.
0: John, how are you doing? I'm good. I can tell you this much. I'm still not watching NASCAR. That's not happening.
2: You know, you know what's funny is that uh, the other day on I think it was on Sunday or last week, uh, John Oliver, the guy, the, the host on HBO, he did a, he did a segment on sports being gone and stuff, and he talked about that marble racing. And I don't know if you guys have seen it. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And randomly, I was just on YouTube because you know I get sucked into the you the the YouTube rabbit hole these days, where like you just start watching one video and all it, it it appeared, and I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. It's like a replay of like last year's. It was actually really interesting. I watched like ten minutes of it, and then I was like, well, wow, yeah. okay, I can see that. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so so I mean, we're obviously stuck without sports, but it but it does look like um sports. Are coming back, um, possibly, guys, uh, and that's kind of why we want to. I know it's been a while since we've recorded a Spurs Cast episode, so I wanted to get you guys on here and kind of just go through the latest with the NBA and the Spurs, and then I also wanted to really dig into some of the what the financial implications are going to be because I know that this isn't written about a lot, and so you really have to to really uh, dig in and, and find some of this information. So let's go and begin first with the latest on the league. Um, so some, some latest news with the NBA, uh, we do know that the draft combine and the lottery were postponed. Uh, that's probably going to have to take place, you know, uh, after the season or playoffs, you know, whether depending on how long those go into, then we'll, we'll eventually get the, um, the the lottery. And I don't even know if they'll even do a combine based on all this, the situation that we're in. So we do know that the draft will happen sometime, but it's probably not going to happen uh, when it was supposed to in June. It's going to get pushed back. Now here's the latest on the league where, where it stands as of, um, thursday evening that you that we are recording this uh so these are just a few a few different outlets that have provided some information according to the ringer um las vegas orlando disney world and houston texas are all being considered as neutral sites for games to be played uh according to the athletic disney world is the favorite right now it's most likely going to be the place where, where training camps are going to be held and um and, and games taking place uh in, in probably starting in mid-june and then uh, beginning getting play in mid-july uh, according to ESPN, according to Woj and, and Zach Lowe, they had a, they had a pretty interesting article uh, where they said teams are expecting guidance on players returning by June 1st uh, back to their team, you know, their cities where they play. Uh, what they're proposing is like a two week quarantine for players to return to cities, then uh, two weeks of like individual player workouts, and then two to three weeks of team pl- uh, team workouts or or. Um, or training camp should we say and then you know Spencer Dinwiddie kind of gave a little um hint uh, earlier today on Twitter I don't know if that's official but he basically said that they're looking at July 15th to begin to begin play play in games whether that's a tournament whether that's the regular season or just go straight into the playoffs that it does look like basically like mid-July is um going to be the the date that that we're looking at right now if everything goes smoothly for the NBA um let's start with John here what's your what's your what do you think about the the league coming back
0: uh you know I I think mid-June is a reach. Obviously, we've seen like the MLB kind of already say, "Hey, July looks like the target date." I can tell you from from experience with work and everything, we're on our, you know, work from home and partial schedule through June. We're not expecting sports at all in June, so that's one of those things where we've been working with the regions and all the other, you know, teams that have been kind of working with their leagues and they're just telling us July. Um, I did see today that the NBA was wanting to shorten to a seventy-game season on Real GM, and I think it's a good idea. But at the same time, I think it's pointless because if you look like if you look at the standings, some of the teams that are like uh, Memphis is up basically five and a half games already. They'd only really play five games. There, there would be no need for teams like the Spurs that you know had that outside playoff chance to even suit up. And it also seems unfair when you would have teams. I think it was. Atlanta and Dallas would only play three games and then uh the Lakers and the Kings would play seven and that that just seems unfair that if we're gonna shoot for everyone to have an even number like why are these guys getting more or less reps depending on what the situation is that seems like hey who why would you want to expose yourself even more to play seven games or why would you not get as many reps in before the playoffs and only play three games so that uh, that has me a little bit curious moving forward but I do think like July is a good target for everything if there isn't like a second wave or any kind of thing that we have to worry about. And I think we would probably see the league move to maybe like four centralized locations. Like they've already mentioned Vegas, Orlando, Houston. I think if you can try to minimize how many teams and how many personnel are in one area, that's probably perfect. If you can do seven teams and and four spots, maybe eight in a couple or just have the playoff teams go out there and then you can separate them by fours even better that way. But, obviously, that's still a lot of stuff being worked out, and we'll find out more in time. And every day it's something different. So, as long as some of this stuff leaks out, it gives me hope that we are going to have a season.
2: So, so now that you just told me that, that makes more sense about um, Spencer Dinwiddie's tweet, because he did say the last five, and I do not know what he was talking about. So, that makes sense, because I just look like the Bucs. Uh, they ha- they've played 65 games so far, so obviously mm-hmm. five becomes 70. So, that makes more sense what you just said there. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on the NBA right now?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough situation, because I've seen – like we also kinda of how the USC came back, I think it was uh, last week and but they had to test everyone and then they found somebody that had uh you know the covid nineteen so it, but they were they were really good about it. But it acts for like one one versus one, like there's just like two guys in in there and like an official and so I think it's a lot harder when you get to something like NBA when you've got, you know, um, you know, like fifteen like fifteen member Uh, teams and coaches and things like that so it's it's definitely a a, a different thing they're gonna have to look at and i think the the testing part and i think uh it was the athletics post talked about that i think they're doing uh, like a finger um test or something like that so uh it's just i'm kind of i'm kind of surprised that they're you know that they're even thinking about coming back and I, i thought they would But by now kind of like scrapped it and just said, okay, well, we'll, you know, start fresh. So it, 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 I just think they have to be very careful. And I know everybody wants sports back and it's, it's, you know, a big part of our lives obviously. And everybody seems where we're, everybody's kind of going crazy without it, but uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of precautions to take. And uh, like John said, that, I mean, what the Spurs thing, every few games, it's like, what, like, is it worth even putting those, those, teams or players in, you know, in danger because to play a few games that aren't going to count or aren't going to get them in position anyway. So, you know, can is there another option where they just take, you know, the top maybe ten teams or something like that? So um, it, it's definitely interesting. There's a lot to worked out, and it's going to be uh, interesting to follow that and see which route they go to to get that done to try to save the season.
2: Yeah, and one thing um, I wanted to say was that, like, this is something that Zach Lowe and Charles Barkley mentioned on a podcast that, they, that Zach Lowe hosted uh, recently. Was that, like, what do you do in, in a playoff scenario if, like, one of your star players gets, uh, you know, coronavirus, gets test positive? Do you, do you hold them out for two weeks, and then all of a sudden, you know, like, what if the Lakers had to play without LeBron or the Clippers without Kawhi or the Bucks without Giannis? Like, what are they going to do in that scenario? And obviously, you know, if the, one of those players has to miss for two weeks, you know, their team's most likely going to lose. So, and then, you know, all of a sudden, like, you did, did the Lakers, you know, really give their best shot or the, or the Bucks? So, I think there's a lot of questions, to, uh, like, you guys, said um and and i agree with what with, with both y'all said you know as far as the spurs are concerned you know they're pretty much out of it unless they do some sort of play-in tournament that's probably the only way i see them having a the chance of getting into the playoffs but i mean is it really you guys are right is it really worth the players coming back playing five games you know risking themselves getting coronavirus and then obviously taking you know possibly taking that back to their families or you know just anybody you know that's around there at the arena coaches like you guys mentioned trainers etc so yeah there's a lot of questions and 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 again, like, like you guys both mentioned, you know, is, is it really worth it to bring it back? And obviously, you know, it looks like they're, they're, they're saying yes. You know, I've, I've, we've seen the reports that the players have gotten together, all the star players, should we say. And they all, want, they all say yes, they want to finish the season. But, you know, we don't know about, we don't know about like some of the, the minor role players and stuff, if they're really all in or not, uh, to, to resume the season. So, so we'll kind of, you know, obviously uh, keep up with what's going on with the NBA. But, it, but like, as I said, as of right now that, that we're recording this on May 21st, it does look like um, they do want to bring some, some form of basketball back here. Uh, in the next few months. All right, so the next question I want to go to is kind of looking at the future, um, and, and there's been a lot of discussion and kind of uncertainty. Uh, about what the off is going to look like because we know that once the season does finish whether it gets canceled or they or they've resumed the playoffs and, and just you know finish up the season the, the off is eventually going to come probably at a later date so uh, I gave you guys access I mean I, I gave you guys some notes here um, from from ESPN's Bobby Marks he recently wrote a, a piece um, just kind of providing eight different proposals that the league's kind of looking at or or that he that, you know that he's thought about um, in terms of how, how the cap's going to look going into the future and so you know, just let's just start. I just I just picked a few of these just to kind of kind of just kind of um, you know pick your brains and kind of th- see what what you guys are thinking about this, and, and also just to give um, the fans. You know, those of you that, that haven't been following the, the salary implications. You know, uh, just how, how much the things may change these next uh, few off seasons going forward because of the situation. So, let's just say that there weren't any changes to the CBA. The league is looking at losing possibly twenty five to thirty million in, in sal- dollars for the salary cap year, uh, coming into this next season. So, what does that mean? There would likely be a 95 million dollar salary cap and 115 million dollar luxury tax. With this scenario, and let's say the Spurs still have DeRozan because he's probably going to opt in now that, with the situation, Jakob Perto's cap hold, and Chimezie Metu still on the books, the Spurs would be 38.3 million dollars over the salary cap, so they would be an over the cap team, and they'd be 18.3 million dollars over the tax. And so it wouldn't just be the Spurs. I mean, we, we we're talking about like 25 out of the 30 teams would probably be capped over the cap um, in this situation if the league didn't make any changes so because of that they're probably going to have to make they've had some proposals on how they're going to try to figure out the cap so let's just kind of go through some of these proposals that they're that they're discussing or or that have been discussed uh so so one of the proposals is um instead of um you know letting just the the cap fall apart maybe use this we've heard the discussion of using this current cap um so the current's the one that, that we have right now so like basically rolling back the numbers from this year so the salary cap will be 109 this year um, again, and then $132 million luxury tax. Well, what would happen to the Spurs if they still have the and Perto, and Metsu on the books? They'd be $24.1 million over the cap and $700,000 um, over the tax. So uh, Let's start with Mike here. What do you think about that situation of just kind of keeping it with the same numbers from this year? Cause it, obviously, we see that the Spurs would still be crunched here.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, with the, with the situation that they're in, it's like there's not a lot of room for... I mean, I don't think many of these options really give them... And options to to really do anything thing I mean obviously ddos is probably going to come back they're still gonna want to bring hurdle back I'm not sure about Tremendously, but regardless of how you look at it, it seems like almost no matter what they're still gonna be over the cap they're still gonna be over the tax so that's gonna definitely handicap them some in and, and the off season so uh, i'm not I'm not so sure there's really at least in in the case there's not really a proposal that really does anything to to help help them to try to you know uh, get any kind of cap flexibility?
2: John, if they keep the cap with the current numbers of today, do you think that it really it actually impacts their their their, their um, chances of maybe re-signing Rjacaportal or even bringing any of their free agents back like Bellinelli or Brent Forbes or what do you think is going to happen to the free agency? Uh, you know, just I, Spurs I, players.
0: Yeah, I'd be surprised if it actually did honestly because even though you're you're worried about a certain projected number we've already seen that this the salary cap issues go back all the way to the before the season started with daryl morey's china tweet that caused Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of issues alone and going into that i feel like if you keep the salary cap the same and especially like some of the other provisions with you know limiting repeater taxes and stuff like that or decreasing the salary floor I think you're going to see movement restricted and a lot of guys opt into these deals and maybe just player movement in general just ceases to exist because not only does that also affect players in terms of now I got to worry about where I'm moving during this whole thing if if coronavirus isn't resolved by then, but it it also is just a lot of things where there's so many other variables like you don't want these guys having to worry about where they're going to live and where they're going to move and also have to worry about your team construction. It limits teams that want to get better. Obviously, it, want, it limits these guys that were so gung-ho like Detroit that had a bunch of cap space and was ready to go sign someone. But at, at this point, I don't see – you know, the league has lost – it's already hemorrhaging money as it is. Like, why would we try to exacerbate that even more by changing all these different rules for the salary cap and all these teams? So I think for, like, in San Antonio's case, yeah, you'd probably see DeMar opt in and maybe – if things resolve itself, you still have the trade deadline. Maybe you get an amnesty and you can get rid of a contract that may hinder you, like a Rudy Gay contract, and not have to worry about it. But this also still, like, you're still going to have Damari Carroll on the book. Like, just because you yeah. lost Paul Gasol's waived contract, you know, there's still a lot of those same issues still exist. Just because the salary cap came down maybe 5 or $6 million, it won't make it that much of a difference.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I'm not going to go through all these in detail, these proposals, but I just want to kind of let the, let the listeners know if a few of them that they're thinking about. Like John mentioned there, there is one proposal where maybe they bring back the amnesty clause for at least one player, and what that means, again, is that you, you, you cut a contract and you, the team still has to pay the player. You know, the, the player is going to get paid, but the salary cap hit won't be there. It's so like John mentioned, you know, the, the Spurs would have cut Rudy Gay. His entire salary would be wiped off the books um, if they cut DeMar DeRozan, you know, you know whoever that, that person is. Uh, and and then and the example Bobby Marks uses is somebody like Blake Griffin. Might, maybe the Pistons would cut him so that they have mm. a bunch of salary cap space. And then all of a sudden, hey, Blake Griffin's on the market for, you know, whatever team he wants to sign with. So that's just one proposal being discussed. Another one that I think is really interesting is the cap smoothing. Where they kind of set a three year projection of, um, and, you know, and, and set these numbers. So, like, they would have, like, th- this coming year $112 million, the next year 118 the following year 123 So, So, the good thing there is that, like, even, uh, you know, as we see the league's probably gonna lose money here, it, like, it, like, it takes care of them for the next three years. The problem, though, is that what if there is a spike? Um, and everything goes back to normal, let's say a vaccine gets developed and things go back to normal pretty quickly, well then those players are already locked into that new set salary cap. So so there's some issues there with the cap smoothing, but I think that might be the safest approach they might have to take. Another idea that's being proposed is um, roster expansion. Now, something So maybe adding like two more players per roster uh, and they would be on the inactive list. But in the event that somebody got COVID and they had to sit out for two weeks, well, then you just bring in that other player and activate him uh, on, on your team. So that's also something that, that, that they could discuss. Um, so, you know, again, I don't want to get too, too far uh, into the numbers here. But again, th- there's just some, some proposals that are being um, discussed right now. Now, here's my big takeaways, though, with all these things. I think I'm seeing right now, as, like, like John mentioned, they're hemorrhaging money. They're losing a lot of money how vital are draft picks going to be? And not just first-rounders. We're talking maybe even second-round picks this year. How, how, what do y'all think about that? Um, Mike, go ahead and give your response on that.
3: Yeah, it's funny because I've been doing a lot of like uh, drafts, like prospects, like um, a lot of just just uh, analysis on the players and things like that. And, and to me, I'm thinking especially teams like this person who don't have room, I mean, the, the draft is definitely important. And that's why I kind of like having the – lottery and everything moved around it's kind of like it, it's one of those things where it kind of puts you into you don't know exactly what to expect cause you don't know where they're going to be to take who you know who will be available around that at that time I and mean, obviously this is a weak draft so um a, a player isn't going to be like uh it, it won't be like in other years where a player around 10 or 13 is going to be like a shafar uh you know stud that's going to come in right away and so but I think, especially moving forward, that's definitely going to be important because that's that's their best option at building the roster at, until they get some flexibility, maybe in like two or three years.
2: John, do you think that teams would, you know, let's say that you know the numbers are really really crunched, like what we're talking about here, that's looking like, do you think the teams would really weigh maybe just like just play, putting more stock into um you know younger players, whether that's a, a, a undrafted player? Or, um, you know, just a veteran minimum rather than a role player with, like, an exception or something? What do you think about that, that those decisions are going to have to weigh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you've seen a lot of the sports leagues, especially with the NFL and the MLB, the analytics kind of geared to young, controllable, cheap talent. And the NBA is slowly starting to shift that way where you're basically seeing these guys get rookie extensions. And plus, with the way the player movement has been in the NBA – You kind of want to get these guys young and try to get some value out of them and try to, you know, just maximize their value while you can, because they're probably going to leave with the whole player empowerment and how they want to create super teams and stuff like that. I think a lot of teams will be willing to shell out more for those second round picks and try to maybe invest more in their G League product and 10 day contracts and leave those roster spaces open, which is going to be kind of interesting to see. Who gets out of a job and who, like, what kind of veterans may have to end up overseas and stuff? That we we've been seeing that a lot lately, where these guys go to uh, the Korean league and the China league and all that stuff, and go to Italy. So that that's going to be really interesting moving forward, especially with now how the NBA wants to shift to some of these high school guys eventually getting a shot to come oh, back yeah. into the NBA. You can build up talent. You can try to trade some of these guys for a lot of draft picks going into the future, and especially if the cap is going to be low. Yeah, it's going to be interesting who pulls a golden state and basically just manipulates this in their favor for the next decade
2: yeah and that's actually one of the things that's discussed is that you know there's a lot there there's there's a chance that there could be another uh, spike in terms of opening up calories, salary cap space if things go back to normal really quickly so let's say that you know they put these extreme measures in for this coming season because they think they're going to lose so much money but the next year let's say the vaccine does get developed everything's back to normal in our economy well, then, all of a sudden, you could have a situation where, like, there's like this huge, um, you know, amount of room that teams can use to sign, you know, multiple free agents in, in the next year's class, not this current, not this coming free agent class. So, yeah, there's definitely another chance of another Warriors team possibly being built. And so, so yeah, so so again, you know, I I just wanted to to, to show, you know, just um, show the readers, you know, kind of, I mean, not the readers, the listeners, what, um, you know, some of the situations that are that are in play, you know, once once that once the basketball season does finish. Um, this coming year, that you know, you may see this, you may see certain free agents out there this coming off season. And depending on the financial situation, the Spurs may have to just sign their second round draft pick or sign an ungrafted, uh, undrafted guard or just like a veteran minimum player. And you may get upset and say, Well, that's not, you know, that's not the best competitive um, angle. Well, the reason why is because a lot of these teams are going to be, um, you know, really crunched them financially to even improve their teams. It looks like in, in certain scenarios um, so, so far, and where everything stands. So, all right, guys, so so those are pretty much our main two topics. I mean, again, there, there's not much going on, you know, as far as the Spurs, just because, again it's it's been uh there's just, there's no basketball um but one thing i, I we did have one fun question and, and we let's just see if the guys want to get into this here uh it was about one of the games that that you know some of us play uh nba 2k20 i played on, on ps4 um and so the question was you know basically you know discuss your my player you know how many years you've been in the league <laughs> what's your position uh uh you know what if you want to reveal what your difficult level you play on whether or not you play online or just a season um and then, you know, just give it your stats. So, this is this would be pretty fun. Uh, John, you kind of uh, first shot this, this question <laughs> to me, so go ahead and start with, with yours, whatever you want to provide. So,
0: man, okay, so my friends and I, we're kind of like we like to play in the rec a lot. So, the whole thing was kind of finding a build. They already had their guys kind of made because I got on 2K20 this, uh, this year late. I've been playing mm-hmm. a lot of Destiny 2, Call of Duty, stuff like that. And so, they needed a center, and I was like, okay, cool. And they're like, research your build, find something that you like, whatever. And I, I created a glass cleaning lockdown that was modeled after a Bill Russell build, and he was great in in the career mode. He was awful in the wreck. He couldn't oh, wow. dunk on anyone. He could the hook shots were just getting swatted back in my face. Couldn't hit anything, and I was like, okay, I got to redo this. So I started looking for in the wreck. Basically, if you're a lockdown defender, or you're a two way. I mean, it, the game is just absurd on how defense is played as it is. We all know kind of 2K is always on some kind of crap anyway. But so I found a two-way playmaking center, which ironically enough was modeled after David Robinson. Hmm. So I made I made that build, went to the Spurs my rookie year. I had a bunch of VC from the first dude I leveled up, so I got him up pretty quick. And then uh, one rookie of the year, one MVP – Obviously, I only play on pro. Like the whole, the whole goal is just to level that dude up and take him in the wreck. And is start that the default setting, people. pro?
2: Is that the default? Yeah, setting? yeah. Okay, good. good yeah.
0: Okay, good. I, okay. I, I'm just, I just want to level this dude up and then go in the wreck and dump on people and just like swat the ball back in their face. I just want to dominate down there, and so um, win the championship and everything. Which cool championship MVP finals MVP, and then you get to contract negotiations. And 2K basically has it set up to where it doesn't want to let you max out your VC because a max contract is, quote-unquote, max contract is technically 1,000 VC per game. And then you can do a two-times multiplier. Well, even at 1.2, they're like, we retract our offer. You're not a max contract player. You never will be. I went through, I swear to you, because this was just last week, I went through every team in the NBA trying to get a max contract, trying to get more than 1,000 VC per game and the game wouldn't let me so it gave me the very last team I was that was on the list just automatically signed me with the Portland Trailblazers. So now I'm over there with Damon CJ and team's good. My dude's a 97 overall center and he's just he's a beast. Like he averages in in the career mode itself it's like 29 and 16 with like three blocks a game. So oh, it's wow. perfect. It, it, but in in the rec he's just he rebounds everything, he blocks everything. I've had multiple guys lately hate message me <laughs> like, your dude's trash. He's like, no, you couldn't score on me. That's not my problem, all right? So, yeah. And then I, I just created another point guard just for fun in mm-hmm. case, like, one of our point guards drops out. It's a two-way playmaking or two-way sharpshooter, excuse me. And he plays for the Mavericks because that's just the easiest way to level up is just, hey, alley-oop to Doncic. Hey, all right. Out to uh, out to Porzingis. Cool. Just get crazy assists that way and shoot up whatever I need to. So I'm having fun with it. I'm having more fun than any 2K I've actually ever played. Uh,
2: real quick, some questions. Um, so, how how tall is your center on the game? Six eleven for 6-11, the speed. Okay, and uh, and so you were actually drafted by the Spurs in your first year.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. Because I did okay, the okay. whole like you did the whole combine and everything, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I I ended okay. up getting like I was a lottery pick, but still drafted by the Spurs. So yeah, it worked out.
2: Okay, cool, cool. Um, Mike, do you play the two
0: K? Oh, the yeah,
2: career.
3: Man. I don't play it as much, so and I was also late because I I always it always takes me forever to get through a season. And so I I was holding on to at least finish my first season of 2K19, and then I also play a lot of Madden, uh, so which is always for some reason it's it's still like terrible even though it's the only NFL game out there, it's still pretty trash. But yeah, so I I jumped on late. I got um, I did terribly at the 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 combine, and so I I ended up being um, a a second round pick. An early second, I'm picked to the Kings, and then uh, I ended up getting traded to the Spurs. Which is like, well, not, I always use a point guard because whenever I mix uh, a center or power cord, I end up I'm terrible at like getting out of the. Uh, you know, I always get called for three seconds, and so <laughs> I, I just want to stay in there. I always so, and point guard for me is the easiest because I can usually make. You know, I, I, I can you know uh, pass it all day. And I don't have to really rush with getting anything up there. I just have to like slowly raise my shooting and everything like that. So I'm like averaging about 18 and 8 a game right now. Okay. With it with with that player. I, I don't play online against anybody. I think I'm just I just don't play it enough. And so my guy's like at 82 right now overall. And so I, right now I'm just going through this season and trying to complete my first season. And uh, uh right I'm about to get um just. Past All Star break, and so getting ready to start the second half of the season. But um, yeah, the other thing is that it's, a lot of times, even with the point guard, like I'll try driving and dishing, and the guy will be like wide open, and then he won't shoot the ball. And I'm just like, what? They totally ripped me off of my assist because you can't shoot a wide open three from the corner. I'm just like, so anyway, it's 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 been pretty fun. Um, I I play a few hours a week. I haven't playing a whole bunch, but just because I spent my time between uh, that and the other game and um, but yeah it's definitely fun, and i'm I'm looking forward to getting to that awesome part that, that John's at right now because i haven't I not seen any of <laughs> that, yeah, yet, so and then I also play a lot of like um like franchise and stuff, but I'm just like the whole like my gm thing this 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 year is like the whole like you you have to like go through this whole chit chat thing with players and stuff I, I don't know if you guys play this, and yeah I'm just, like that is so annoying and such a waste of time, why can't they just skip over it? So, I'm just like to chat with someone so I just press A-A-A-A-A, and I like, just give you that. I don't want to talk about what books or whatever it is. And so, there's so many things that like, they finally changed it from like it was the same for like a few years, but they changed it and it's just like a little uh, annoying now. But anyway, I'm having fun with it. How, how
2: tall is your point guard?
3: He's 6'5. Six 6'5, six so okay. I, I, I play a uh, little bit The only thing is that. Took me a while, guys, to like uh, get my speed up slowly, and so I'm not like burning anybody. But really, I just look to um, I just look to pass and then sometimes it's like secondary uh, shooting.
2: All right. So my guy's actually your height, but I play a different position. My guy's six five, um, shooting guard. Uh, I was drafted by the Cavs, and I'm so selfish. I did that only because oh, I knew they, man. I knew they stink, and so I knew I'd get minutes automatically if I just beat out the guy for this. So I, I, got drafted by the Cavs, and I'm playing a pro like like John said you know, the default. I don't play um, that much online either, just because I'm, I'm really impatient, and I don't have like you know I don't have that many friends online, so I don't you know I don't, I don't I don't I don't wait for a group. I just try to go to the park and try to find a place to play, and nobody ever wants to pick me up. Or if they do, you know I, I just get mad, and I don't I don't, don't want to wait, so I don't have the patience for the online anyway. <laughs> Back to my season. So, so, my, so, I'm, so I'm, on, I'm on my second season right now. My first season, like I mentioned, I'm drafted by the Cavs. Um, round one, 15th pick. Um, I averaged 28 points a game, three assists, and, and one and a half rebounds. Uh, I shot 51% from the floor. 50% from three and 90% from the free throw line. So I'm I'm just a ball hog shooter. It's, it's like <laughs> I, even, I purposely stay away from the mid-range in NBA 2K. I only do dunks, layups, uh, free throws, and, and threes. That's it. Like, I just don't take even step in the mid-range. I anyway. Like
3: DeMar DeRozan, then, I guess.
2: Oh, and my I dude's
0: I, all mid-range, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so, you know, those games. So, you know, in pro, it's so easy because I won. Apparently, I, I didn't even know this, but I won the championship last year. I forgot that I won it. Um, and then I made the All-Star team. So then uh, this this off season, this past off offseason, I don't, I don't remember why, but I know I chose the Wizards. Now, probably because, again, they stink too. They had a lot of money. But also, um, I like their uniforms. It's something about the uniforms. Uh, they have mm-hmm. so many different, you know, all the different. I, I still like the Gilbert Arenas version of uniforms. The, um, you know, just the, all the classic ones that they have, There's the bullets. So, um, so I went. I'm, I'm on the Wizards right now, and I just started the playoffs. Um, and, the playoffs and this season, playoffs. y'all are gonna laugh, ready
3: right You
2: know what's for man? <laughs> yeah, here's my here's my stats for this season: 46 oh <laughs> points a game, three assists, God. one and a half rebounds. <laughs> uh, 46 How points. P- okay, here's my my shooting stats. P-
3: assists did you say
2: just 3.1 assists I don't, Okay i yeah am like I <laughs> I get I get so mad whenever I have to pass and they miss a shot or they you're miss a dunk up, or something Yeah right so I get so mad so I, I just don't even take the patience I don't have the patience so here are my shooting stats for this season <laughs> 60% from the floor 59% from 3 and 96% from the free throw line so oh um, my and God. I yeah it's 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 ridiculous and so um I'm just basically like Clay Thompson. All I do is I run around screens and I wait till I get hot, and I just I just shoot so many threes. Almost like the majority of my shots are threes are getting or getting to the to the to the layup line. Anyway, it's really fun, and I, I know it's just it's so like nerdy of me, but it, I, I purposely stay away from from mid range, and yeah, I I try to keep away from there at, at all costs. So it's fun. I have yeah. fun. How
3: long uh, so are you playing? <laughs> the the quarter is that yeah thinking? so and, and
2: oh like like you guys during the the my career like at uh, the press conferences i purposely just skipped through the answers i don't care oh yeah. Just, you know, like, yeah yeah i don't have time for that so <laughs> i just gotta oh, skip then, through
3: uh, what i hate is like like too, it's like everybody hates you at first like all your like subordinates and so i like fired a bunch of people and then i got like t- like that totally like s- screwed me up because then like i got like a low trust from like the owner and things like that and i had like all these negative I was like dude like how are these guys like lower than me like no, I have the assistant GM and he's like always pissed off and the the trainer for some reason no matter what I do, if I compliment him or if I critique him, obviously mock him, like no matter what, it's always negative. I'm just like, Okay, so let me like fire him and grab somebody else and like no, like I guess that's the wrong thing. Uh, so I so I, I I can't win on on that one.
2: Um, during the season, how often do you guys, uh, change your appearance? Like it, not, not your, like your, your, your press conference clothes, but just like your, 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 t- your, like facial and everything during the season. Do y'all do that often? Oh, or, or is it, you just kind of keep least, your guy the same?
0: At least once a week. So like my dude, <laughs> honest to God, I've, I, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Cause like, even though he's a David Robinson build, I made him like Dennis Rodman. You know, he's yeah. two sleeves. He's got the Mohawk and I, I'll paint it different colors. And then, so one of our buddies just bought the game and he's, he's our point guard now. And like, we're, we're both running the fast break and he's like, I don't know who to pass it to. You guys have the same hair. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to dye my hair after this game. Because like, I, I had it bleach blonde for a little bit. Cause like I, since I went to, I had it pink in San Antonio with turquoise shoes just to kind of like have the kind of Fiesta colors going. And when I went to Portland, I'm like, this looks terrible. Like I hate the red all over the uniforms and then having colored hair. So I just made it blonde. And then I was like, well, now we got to make it black. Like, this sucks. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't have as much personality now, but it's still like I I just get bored and I'll be like, all right, this week you're gonna look this way.
2: Yeah, um, me, what I do, like I don't play two K like all the time, like any, anymore. You know, I, I, have, to, I have to. What two K? I mentioned this on the podcast. Two K is like my podcast game, where like I like to just put it on put the game on mute and just kind of you know just go score yeah. and stuff and, yeah. and i'm listening to my podcast so it kind of like takes time away whatever I, I i don't have much to do so so i don't play it all the time but whenever i do that's what i do so anytime anyway like let's say i haven't played it in a few weeks and i'll put it on and i'll see my guy and i'll be like okay i gotta change the way he looks so i i just go through like characters so like one one person like i'll go to an iverson phase where i do everything like iverson had in, in the in the early 2000s like the, <laughs> the headband the cornrows the the sleeve you know on one leg or one, one arm etc um i go i i remember i i made my guy look like um the dude from 300 um Max, I forgot. Oh my his name. God, Leonidas, yeah. yes, because he has a big old beard and stuff, and, and and I can't ever grow a real beard like that in real life. So I, I just, you know, it's fun to at least see it in video games. Um, I've done that face. I go to like a seventies phase where like I'll get this huge afro and just you know, and just like short my shorts in <laughs> high socks. It's, it's just crazy. Like I, I like to just do that and just go through different phases. I think one time I made my guy look like John Snow. It was, it was just ridiculous. Like oh, he, had, he had the hair and the beard. It was anyway. I do that too. You know, I just kind of change up my, my appearance. You as have as well. to, man. It's, yeah. it's
0: just like. Yeah, And especially, like, when you when you start playing, like, park games and rec games, like, you you got to look different because everyone's got some crazy hair, crazy colors, yeah. crazy tattoos. And it's, like, a badge of honor because, like, some of those guys that get, like, the completely blacked out tattoos, you know that they just grind this game relentlessly and they're, like, elite level one, elite level three. I'm, like, I'm gonna I'm in for a bad time tonight. Like, I just know this dude's just going to destroy me. Okay. The hell with it. Like, it, but that stuff is fun. Like, it's real cool. Yeah.
2: yeah so, I know that we just kind of geeked out there and talked about it. <laughs> <but> <laughs> It's, it's – you know, we're, we're in, we're in quarantine time, so we have that – there's that to do. So, so again, uh, before we close this out, guys, uh, thanks for joining me, obviously, for this episode, 577 Spurs cast listeners. Go ahead and visit ProjectSpurs.com if, if you have a chance. Um, some, some latest um, updates we have over there on ProjectSpurs.com. Um, Jonas Clark recently wrote about a look back at the 2019-20 Austin Spurs season, so you can see that from, from Jonas Clark. Uh, ben Bornstein, like we mentioned, you know, we don't know when the draft's coming, but it'll come eventually. And so he continues to keep up uh, with the draft and, and providing uh, draft prospects. And again, like I mentioned, it's going to be really interesting this year because the most likely situation is, as far as what I'm seeing financially financially, is that they're going to most likely probably um, have a good chance to signing their second-round pick a lot, not, not only the Spurs, but a lot of teams. So so you really want to brush up on on really um, digging into who these players are, all these draft prospects. Um, and then we also added um, a, a new staff member, um, Rob Trejo, um. Um. From. From. I think it's. What's it? What's What's his site called, Mike? Uh, or his his oh, podcast that he has? Bucking Spurs podcast. Bucking Spurs has, podcast. Has, yeah. Yeah, so he's making these really cool videos, and, and, he's, and he's working with Project Spurs. So he has some some different Spurs film rooms, and I, I, I really um, encourage you all to go check those out. He made one on Quindary Weatherspoon, really deep um, deep dive on him, and then also one of um, uh, Derek White and DeJounte Murray when they recently played in a game right before the season ended. So, again, uh, those are the things that are up over on Project Spurs. Um, so, again, for, for, for John Diaz, for Michael DeLeon, uh, I'm Paul Garcia. Thank you all. Stay safe and have a great day.